Welcome to the Filter Free Friday podcast. I am your host, Brittany Williams, and this is the podcast to help you realize the distance between the life that you want to live and the life that you're currently living isn't nearly as big as you think. Happy Friday, happy weekend, happy end of October, happy Halloween. So much going on uh, at this time. And I am, uh, well, first of all, I'm laughing at myself because I think someone told me, I think it was right before I filmed Uh, or recorded my voiceovers for my sweat app content um, for the workouts like don't drink or eat like a lot of dairy before uh, you speak because I guess like the milk can like coat your or the dairy can like coat your um, esophagus and kind of I don't know make your voice sound a little funny or maybe um, make it harder to enunciate and when I tell you I just scarfed down a huge block of cheese and now I'm like (laughs) I'm like, <laughs> someone told me not to do this, and here I am doing the exact opposite. So I just had a little bit of a giggle before I started. Like, I'm going to have to edit out this whole section of me kind of like coughing and like trying to get my voice right <laughs> before I post this, uh, just because it, uh, you know, no one wants to hear me, you know, try to get dairy product out of my throat uh anyways uh that's how my day's been going um but I am super excited for today's podcast uh because um I wasn't even really planning on filming right now but I'm reading a book and uh this book raised a concept that suddenly just like popped a light bulb in my head and I feel like it's something that I want to share and it's something that I've tried to do in my own life but I've never actually you know, put the red thread between all the different examples of how I do it. And I think it has been, um, you know, really changing for me in terms of self-improvement, mainly in the fitness realm, but I think in all realms, it applies everywhere. And I think so often we all have these goals, we have these big goals that we want to achieve, and it can get, you can get boggled down with, I think sometimes of the weight of your goals. Um, no pun intended, right? Weight loss is a great example. If you have a significant amount of weight that you need to lose from a health perspective or to get you back to normal after, you know, having a baby or something, whatever it is, I think that it can be so defeating to think that you have to lose 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds or more. Like that concept feels like such a high number or maybe you're in the gym and you're trying to you know get your PR for a deadlift or a squat and it's a number that just feels like is unattainable I think so often we reach really high for these goals and I'm not saying don't have the goals I'm a huge believer in having these north stars that can get you to where you want to go but just sometimes especially when you are unmotivated when you're in a bad mood um and you're just not like you're not firing on all cylinders just being motivated by a really big goal can feel so defeating and I think like in the sport of running you know training for a marathon is like a 20 to 16 week process it's not just one day you wake up and decide to run a marathon it is a journey and a commitment to run that marathon and I think I know every single day you are not going to be motivated to run like that is just I I don't need a science degree or a a fitness certification or background to know that about the human psyche and human body. So how can you still have this really big goal of I want to run my first marathon, I want to get a Boston qualifier, I want to PR, whatever it is. 
And on those days that like you just don't have a lot to give and like let's be real I think that those days honestly are like 50-50. Like I don't think at least for me I think I'm probably unmotivated half of the time to work out, to go after my goals, to study, whatever I'm trying to get after. And the other half of the time, the, the motivation comes comes easy. I don't know what the, the norm is, but for me, I would, I would say it's about 50-50. But I think that um, this concept that in the book that I'm reading, the book is called Do Hard Things by Steve Magnus. Um, and Steve Magnus, uh, is a little bit of a, I don't is legend too much of a word, but he's a known figure in, um, the running community. Uh, but ironically he, him and I actually, uh, went to college in the same city. So, uh, he was kind of a rival of a lot of my friends in college. He is a male, so I never ran against him myself. Um, so I have no idea if he knows who I am, but I, I certainly know who he is. <laughs> um, but he is a fascinating man, and I think has done a lot uh, in the sport of track and field uh, and just in running in general. But this book is not necessarily about running, but it does lean into running a lot as an example. And in the chapter I'm talk- reading right now, it's about self-confidence and about not faking confidence, how like it's better for your performance to um, have a, a, a realistic mindset around what you can accomplish versus trying to pump yourself up and then the minute it gets hard, failing because you feel like you're failing yourself because you pumped yourself up to think that like, oh my God, I can do this. I can achieve anything. When in reality, you're human, you can't achieve anything. So it's better to kind of go into things with a realistic uh, confidence about the work that you've already put in versus thinking that you can achieve the unachievable. And he mentioned, uh, and I actually, um, I can't remember what the original runner's quote was, but he has this topic that he calls raising the floor. And the concept is that so many people, when they have goals, and I'll go back to the sport of running to give the same example that Steve does in his book, that in running, whatever your race is, marathon, half marathon, 5K, 10K, whatever, Everyone always focuses on their PR, which stands for your personal record or your PB, your personal best. And so, you know, your best marathon time might be four hours. And so the next time you line up for the race, more often than not, you're going to be trying to beat four hours. For me in my 5K, my best time was 1611. And every single time I lined up for that race, that was my goal was to beat the time. Now, of course, there's exceptions to the rule. If it's a championship race, sometimes you're just trying to win, right? Not necessarily run your fastest race ever. But generally, success in the sport of running is dictated by uh, did I run faster than my faster, fastest ever? Did I run the fastest I've ever ran? Like that is success. It's like black and white, yes or no. And that is so demoralizing when every single day your constant thought is, did I run faster? And you can apply this also in the gym. If every single workout, let's say you're doing a program where you're lifting heavier weights over time. So like, um, oh, a perfect example. Kelsey Wells power program is a perfect example of that. She's got the pyramid in her program on the sweat app where like you're increasing the weight size as the rep counts go down. And, you know, the app does a great job of keeping track of what weight sizes you used in the past. And it can sometimes be demoralizing if you look and you did this this exact exercise two weeks ago and you used 30 pounds and today you're trying to use 20 pounds and you feel like the concept of getting to 30 pounds is just impossible. And so in those two situations, in the running and in the gym, 
you know, Steve talks about focusing on the floor, not the ceiling. So for example, instead of always trying to raise a ceiling, instead of always trying to be faster, how are you looking at the floor, your base minimum efforts and, and improving on that? And it's something that I do with running and I've never, like I said, conceptualized this before, but that's exactly what this is. Whenever I'm trying to get back into running after a break, after injury, whatever it is, I don't focus on the total number of miles I run a week. I focus on the minimum number of miles I go per run. So uh, let's say most of my runs when I very first am like coming off of a true break of running is probably like two miles. Like it's really, it's really short. Um, and so, and that's like a little over four uh kilometers for those of you trying to do that math so it's it's pretty it's relatively short for a long distance runner like me um and so for the first week I won't really focus on how often I run I won't really focus on how fast I run I just say the minimum number of miles I if I'm gonna put my shoes on the minimum number of miles I'm gonna go out there and do is two miles and then next week or maybe two weeks later the minimum becomes three now maybe the minimum becomes four. So if you're going to go up and run, you have to put in a minimum of this many miles. And no one's taught me that as a running coach. That's not some strategy that I like was told or like learned from a scientific perspective. But it's something that I've always done as I've tried to increase my mileage of always just what's that minimum amount that you're going to go out and run for every single run, no matter how slow or how fast it is. And I think I also apply the same thing in the gym and I highly recommend that you do as well. So on those days where maybe your max you've ever used in a workout is 30 pounds and you're trying to lift 25 pounds or 20 pounds right now and it feels impossible, maybe instead of always trying to hit 30, you just say, okay, I'm going to try for my minimum dumbbell size that I use for this, you know, shoulder press is going to be 15 pounds. So maybe I can't get to 30 pounds every single day, your max. But what you can do is work on raising the floor, on improving from the bottom up. And I love that concept, this idea that we don't have to always be working on our best. We can work on making our worst a little bit better. The concept that constantly striving for the to be your best is a bit of perfectionism, right? Like you can't be perfect every single day. But what you can do is make your minimum effort, your worst effort, a little bit better than it was last week, last month, last year. That concept, I think, is so much easier to rally behind and have a, a positive mindset behind because... It's way easier to do. It's way easier to take your lowest weight uh, in, let's say, a bicep curl from 10 pounds to 12 pounds every single workout. That is something that you can conceptualize. You can conceive it. It's only a jump of two pounds versus saying that your PR has to go from 30 to 35 to 40 pounds to 50 pounds because like that change happens really slowly over time. But if you raise the floor, you will, almost like rising tide is going to lift all boats, you will make it easier for yourself to also raise that ceiling over time. I think it's it's such an applicable lesson in so many things in our life. I think of trying to get sleep. 
And so often, so many people say, oh, well, I just can't get seven to eight hours of sleep. Like, that's just not me. It doesn't fit in the cards. Maybe, you know, you have kids or something. And like, you just, it's like that just literally there's not eight hours, straight eight hour day, consecutive eight hours to get sleep. That's fine. I, that, that's real. That's reality for a lot of people. So instead of trying to raise the ceiling, that would be the ceiling. Eight hours would be your goal is just to get more sleep. To me, raising the floor would look like, how do I focus on the habits around sleep that even if I'm not getting eight hours, I'm maybe getting more than I was yesterday, or maybe I'm just getting better quality of sleep. So things like having a good morning routine, a good sleep hygiene, so the routine that you have prior to going into that sleep, those are things to me where you may not raise your ceiling, right? So maybe you're averaging five hours of sleep every single night, And you're only really allotting yourself like the time available that you lay in bed is like seven hours and you toss and turn for 30 minutes before you actually fall asleep and then you wake up maybe 20 minutes before your alarm and you do that weird thing or maybe you wake up to your alarm and then you snooze three or four times before you get out of bed. So while you're maybe in bed for seven hours, you're really only getting five and a half hours maybe. Um... Can you, instead of trying to force, I have to get seven, I have to get seven, which may or may not happen, can you instead just focus on the minimum effort that you can put into that? What's the, what's the base of that? To me, that's, can you put your phone away, you know, 30 minutes before bed? Can you read before bed? Can you put an eye, can you invest in an eye mask? Can you dim the lights around your house maybe a little bit earlier? Can you do these steps that are going to help you generally sleep better even if you're not raising the ceiling every single night even if you're still just getting five and a half hours you're still taking that time to set yourself up for success long terms and I think really what that is is focusing your habits not necessarily not necessarily around being your best but transitioning your focus on just being better at the little things that lead up to big time success. If I'm a runner, I'm a marathon runner. I'm not, but let's 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 just pretend for a second that I am. And I want to be- beat that 4-hour um marathon instead of focusing so much on my times and obsessing over all of these things in my trainings, can I just focus on executing the plan a little bit better, on increasing my mileage with a little bit more um, uh, precision, maybe is the word I'm trying to say. I think that if you can focus on the minimum effort that you're putting in, for me, like I said, I'm not racing. I don't have any set run plan. If I run 20 miles one week and 10 miles the next, I don't really care. But for me, as someone who does, and that is a big goal of mine as we finish out this year and going into next year, I am trying to run more often. Um, that's how I will be doing it. So right now, my minimum is three. So three miles is the minimum I will run. You will not really, I mean, with a few exceptions, right? Like I'm not like, like sometimes you're just running late and you get two miles in and it's better than nothing. I'm not talking about those days, but like, can you with intention, maybe my goal is in the month of December, the minimum number of miles I will run every single run is four miles. It can be as slow as molasses. It doesn't matter, but how can I raise the floor 
so that I am getting closer to my ceiling without beating my head up against the wall because I'm not hitting that ceiling every single day. You aren't going to be perfect every single day. You aren't going to lift your heaviest weight every single day. You're not going to run your fastest every single day. You're not going to show up as your best you every single day. So how can you work on making your worst a little bit better every single day? So eventually that rising tide is going to raise that boat. If you raise the floor, you will simultaneously raise the ceiling. That concept, I don't know, it just, it was like a little light bulb moment and I felt like I had to share. I think that it's something that like we we know. I think that a lot of what I share on my podcast, I think you already know I just want to help you remember to shift your focus to the things that truly matter. And so often we, we, we think that we have to be perfect, the perfect wife, the perfect mother, the perfect gym goer, the perfect runner, and that everything, I have to constantly be improving. And, and this concept that improvement is a straight line up and that you can only go forward when in reality, the only way to actually move yourself forward is to get better at the small habits that will get you to propel you forward. So instead of just focusing on that North Star, that really big goal that you have up in the sky, focus on the achievable, the low-hanging fruit around you. Because if you can better that, you will grow uh, to be stronger, faster, happier, healthier over time. I love that concept. And that's, I, re- I just wanted to share that, that idea of raising the floor and not necessarily focusing always on railing this, raising, raising the ceiling. Uh, you don't have to be your best every single day. You just have to maybe be a little bit better than you were yesterday at the things that you're bad at. I can do that. I can look at the things that I'm bad at and say, okay, I can just be a little bit better. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to be crushing the eight hours of sleep, but if I got five hours yesterday, I'm going to try to get five hours today, but do it in a healthier manner. I'm going to set myself up for success so that maybe by the time we get to December, I'll be at six hours naturally without having to, to have anxiety. The concept about having anxiety over trying to sleep more when the anxiety is like what keeps you up, it kind of is like a, that's a twisted, a twisted cycle that I certainly, I'm on it right now. Uh, I did, am, I've been sleeping horrendously lately. Uh, so that, maybe that's something that I need to work on this weekend is my sleep. Pro- that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to make promises I can't keep to myself. <laughs> All right, friends, I hope you have a fantastic Friday. Uh, Don't beat yourself up if you aren't running your fastest, lifting your heaviest, doing your best work at work. Focus on what you can and remember that you do not have to be perfect to be worthy. You do not have to be perfect to be valuable. Uh, And honestly, that perfectionism that you may be shooting for is not the key to happiness. So many people think, oh, I'll be happy when I get X, Y, and Z. Well, just when I just get to this, I'll be happy. You and I both know that's not the case. Okay. Okay. So let's find ways to be happy within the life that we're currently living and stop thinking that once we get to this North Star, once we get to that next gate, uh, that that's when we're going to be happy. No, no, no. Let's find ways to be happy today right now, right now. All right. And it's Friday. What's not to be happy about a Friday? I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a Thursday for me. 
(laughs) And I know a lot of you listen to this like on your Sunday walks with your dog or whatever it is. So like whatever day it is for you, go have the best one of those days, okay? But because I end every podcast, I got to say it this way. Go have a filter-free Friday.